Once again, we're here with Nikki Tig, day 26 of our Romans reading plan. We're finishing up Romans 14, uh, doing the second half of that chapter. You were with us yesterday. So grateful you're with us here again today. I, I, I have a question. Uh, a lot of people have answered this question, and I would like to ask you that question. And that question is, why ministry? What what got you here? Not just New Vision, but in ministry. And then if you want to share about what how this happened, and if it's married together, that's beautiful. Yes. Well, that's a, that's a really good question. I just honestly, it sounds, I don't know, churchy, but I just really did have this tug to do something and serve with students. But it's funny, once I started serving, I realized that I had that tug long before, Mm. um, even in middle school. I can remember having, I don't know, a speaker, someone just encouraging Mm -hmm. students. And I just thought, I was like, I want to do that one day. I want to be able to talk to teenagers. And I was a teenager, you know, at that time. So I think that kind of got buried a little bit. But when um, I started here at New Vision, I just knew I wanted to get involved and serve. And somehow I kind of lost that, that love for teenagers. And um, I was like, yeah, I want to serve somewhere, but probably college. I don't think I can do high school. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because I took a spiritual gifts test and I was like, oh, high school and college. I was like, I'm totally going for college. And it turned out that, you know, I just sent an email and I ended up doing high school. So it, it worked out great. And I've loved it. I've loved serving in high school and, um, just a job opportunity became available and I've been able to um, do this full time. So it's super, super cool how God has just allowed me to um, do the job that I love um, full time. It is. It is incredible. I, I love your story. I, I know just a little bit about it, uh, at least from a staff side in, in all of our journeys and all of our lives. It, it seems so unpredictable where God <laughs> is going to do. Uh, and, you know, I, I can speak that for myself, certainly. But but even you, I mean, you were serving in high school ministry, mm-hmm. and um, I guess I was, uh, Brady and I were in the back, and you were speaking about worship, and mm-hmm. man, your perspective was so rich and so fantastic that, I mean, he just, uh, it was a thing where, you know, he, he spoke about it multiple, multiple times beyond mm-hmm. beyond that. And so I, I think that, you know, God used you in that moment, um, uh, and, uh, you know, favor was placed mm-hmm. upon you in that moment. And, uh, you know, I think that that's really a cool thing because you were serving, you were in the mm-hmm. grind, uh, you're still in the grind, yeah. you're still serving. <laughs> it doesn't change. It's just, uh, it's a, a lot harder and the, the, uh, demands a lot more now, it's a little different, but, yeah, but, it's great. but, um, uh, I think that it speaks to, uh, our God, how he uses us and how he can put us in positions that we have no clue what the next day brings or no clue what, uh, uh, what stories are going to play out. So that's a, a, a really, really neat thing. And uh, I, I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited you're on staff. I'm excited that uh, you, know, you get to share this perspective today. Uh, we're going in Romans 14, 13 through 23. And I'm going to turn it over to you. All right, so we just finished the first half of Romans 14, so we're going to dive in on the on the second part. But just to recap, Paul is giving instructions uh, to the groups of people who tend to disagree on a few things. So we're we're kind of talking about that. They are really disagreeing on mainly the food restrictions. 
And one group of people continues to observe food restrictions from the Old Testament, and another group lives with no food restrictions because of what Jesus says in Mark 17, verses 19 through 20, that a person cannot be defiled by the foods they eat, but rather what's in their heart. And our culture is a little more removed from this type of difference, but this dispute over food was a very big deal for them, which is why Paul took time to address it. So we're going to pick up in verse 13. 13 says, Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. And because this verse starts with, Therefore, I just want to recap what we reviewed yesterday and the verses leading up to this one and verses 11 through 12 reminds us that we are all going to stand before the judgment seat one day. We are all going to give an account for our lives. Therefore, we are not responsible for judging others. So I love that Paul says that. Therefore, let us stop judging, passing judgment on Uh, one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. So he's saying, instead of judging your brother or sister in Christ, decide that you'll be the person to help them succeed and cause them not to stumble. Verse 14 says, I'm convinced, being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus, that nothing is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person, it is unclean. Verse 15, if your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not destroy someone for whom Christ died. I feel like this is what I took from these couple of verses is just a reminder of the greatest commandment. In Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. Jesus says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So this is I feel like everything always just comes back to love and um it just shows that we should act out of love, our love for God, which means we love his people well, and we don't cause others to stumble. So in this day and time, it was uh, very relevant relevant for this culture, um, for these groups of people, for him to try to drill into their heads that um, you definitely don't need to cause other people to stumble because of what they believe and you feel like your um, way of life is better. Uh, verse 16 tells us, therefore, do not let what you know is good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. I think Paul's saying God is not fixated on what you eat or what you drink. His kingdom is about righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And it just seems like an encouragement to both groups. He's telling both groups, no one is wrong for eating or drinking what you consider to be unclean or clean. But the bigger mission and the bigger matter is God's kingdom and not what you eat. And he's just telling them that his kingdom has a higher priority in their life than in a believer's life than any food choice. It's his kingdom over over all of these other things that they kind of having these disagreements over. And although we don't have that today, I don't, I think this can go over our heads because we don't have that exact struggle with the food. There's still a lesson for us 
And what stood out to me, I don't know, just stood, stood out to me as far as the eating and drinking, that's something that everyone can see you do. And I think that we can kind of get caught up as we talked about um, even yesterday is just who we're living for. We can get caught up in doing things to make us look holy, just as if we're eating or drinking something, doing these things that people see you do kind of can give the appearance of being holy, but peace and joy in the Holy Spirit and being the righteous person is something that you can only do. We can only live that out because of Jesus spirit living inside of us. So this kind of just spoke to me just to, you know, for us to check our hearts and make sure we're honoring God internally and not when people are watching and not just in the way that people see us do. Um, and just kind of reminding us to honor traditions that sometimes we tend to honor traditions more than we honor God. And verse 19 tells us, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a person to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother or sister to fall. And I feel like it's just saying you don't please God by following rules, but rather how you treat his people. If your actions are causing someone else to stumble, then you're not acting in love towards your brother or sister. Verse 22, whatsoever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. Again, this is a reminder from yesterday's message. We belong to the Lord. We belong to the Lord. We live for him, live for the audience of one. We live for the audience of the one. Verse 23, but whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat because their eating is not from faith and everything that does not come from faith is sin. Again, Paul addressing both groups, urging them not to act, urging them to act out of their their conscience and their personal convictions and acting from a place of, of faith and not to doubt because doubt does not serve us well. And just to wrap up this book, I think it's Paul's aim in the book of Romans to help believers put their faith into practice, especially when it comes to doing life together. They're, these are diverse backgrounds, but Paul is expressing that they should be unified because they serve the same God. And this message is very relevant for us today as we encounter, we work with, we do life with people who look differently, eat differently, talk differently, and they were raised differently. But if they are believers, we are on the same team and we just need to work together no matter what our differences are. Well, thank you, Nikki, very much for all that you do here. Thank you for sitting with us and, and, and taking us through this passage. Oh, yeah. uh, we are so grateful. You know, it takes a special person uh, to uh, serve with students on the regular because <laughs> there's a lot of sass, <laughs> Never. smells, weirdness happening in student ministry from middle school to high school. Very grateful for you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. And for those listening, thank you very much for joining us, whether it's in your car, in your home, at work, whatever. I hope this has been a great resource for you. If you're still with us, you've been with us for a long way. We're almost done. A few more days. Uh, God bless you. See you tomorrow.